and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And today I wanted to talk about season two of Loki. That's right. Season two of Loki just wrapped up here. Uh, well, yesterday or a couple days ago as I'm recording this. And I thought I'd share a few of my thoughts about this, about it. Now, first off, the TLDR, it was a fun show. Okay. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, Tom Hiddleston as Loki is one of the best characters in the MCU. And this uh, just continued that. He's still a great, fun character to hang out with. But, and we're talking like big, gigantic sized butts here. I found this show, while it was fun, and for the most part, I really liked it. It was also one of those shows that was just sort of utterly forgettable. I hate to say it, but I that's kind of how I feel about it. It's it's it was a fun character study about about various things, but you know, you got to see Loki as he's trying to figure out all right, what do we do to actually stop a legitimate problem? that was trying to be solved by a tyrant. And how do we solve it without resorting to tyranny? Which is sort of an important lesson in today's political sphere. But it was... So much of the show was... Not... It was almost spinning its wheels. Now, some of that was intentional, right? But a lot of it was just there you know the you know I there were parts of it that were just I didn't like I didn't like Victor Timely right I didn't like the, the uh, I don't like didn't like his stuttering con man thing the con man I didn't have a problem with I fully expected that from um, a, a variant, or perhaps the initial variant of Kang, or he who remains, or or whomever. But the the stuttering, the stammering, just really drove me nuts. But I suppose it's a character trait. That's cool. But that story between Timely and Renslayer and Miss Minutes. I said parts of that were really cool and parts of it was like okay we're just sort of getting here so we can get somewhere else and it it felt a little forced in some ways i mean it was kind of fun seeing miss minutes get all uh crazy ex-girlfriend on kang you know <laughs> or victor timely i suppose but as far as the rest of the show, some of it was just there. Like, episode five, and again, we're talking full spoilers here, so if you're averse to that, sorry, I've already spoiled a number of things, and I'm going to spoil more. But episode five, the TVA's been destroyed, and Loki is getting the gang back together after they've been pushed back to their various timelines and that 
I would part of that episode was fun seeing all right, who are who are these people in their normal lives, right? B15's a pediatrician. Um OB was a physicist and wannabe novelist. Um you've got Mobius who was a who sold jet skis and ATVs, right? One of those types. You know, was a single dad. It looks like his wife had recently left him. Uh, you know, so some of those things were sort of interesting. But most of that episode was, again, a lot of wheel spinning. Because the whole thought of, okay, we have to get the gang back together so that we can go save the TVA. And ultimately, no, you don't have to get the gang back together. Loki has to get it together. Which is, I suppose, a good revelation, but that episode in particular I found just kind of boring, really. Now, the last, the, the finale was fun, right? You get sort of a, you get sort of a Groundhog Day. All right, Loki's reliving this, his whole life, or this, this one day for centuries, trying to get things to fit, <laughs> trying to get everything to work so they can save the TVA. And he realizes this doesn't, there's nothing we can do to solve this. And he ends up going back and talking to he who remains. Right? He pauses the fight with Loki, with uh, Loki, yeah, with himself and uh, Sophie, Sylvie, not Sophie, Sylvie. He ends up fighting, pausing that fight so he can have these heart-to-hearts with uh, He Who Remains. And that was interesting. That was interesting because, you know, here Kang's... Because you look at the whole problem. It's like you've got an army of Kangs, an infinite number of Kangs who are going to come up to conquer the multiverse. And He Who Remains... His goal in life was to basically prune any timeline where a a variant of himself would would rise. It would keep his competition down. It would kill off all the bad ones. It might kill off the good ones too. But it also kills off an entire timeline of people, which is not great, <laughs> right? Genocide on that scale is bad. Genocide on most scales is bad, let's be fair. Uh, But it just, it was an approach and it worked, but it was, it was one that was ultimately destructive of free will. And here's Loki who could take over, but he'd have to kill Sylvie to do it. And he can't do that. He's not going to take that step. So he finds another solution. And it was... It was interesting. It was interesting to see him pull all the timelines and form basically the world tree. Right? Because remember, Loki is Norse. <laughs> he is he is the Norse god of mischief. And of the, he's got all of the, the realms, the nine realms, or the five... Yeah, nine. I don't remember. Of which Earth, Midgard is one. 
Asgard was another, right? You've got all that nonsense. But holding it all together was Yggdrasil? I, I, I've totally butchered that, but it's the world tree. And he pulls all of the timelines into the tree. And now they're all doing their thing. And the TVA gets repurposed to watch for Kang, basically. They're, they're, they're Kang watch, and it's their job to stop the, the various versions of Kangs when they arrive or arise or whatever. And they have a cute little subtle callbacks. Oh, we had an issue with one that was 616 adjacent, which is a callback to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, okay, that's great. And I suspect there's going to be a few others. So the TVA will probably show up again in further Marvel storytelling as they try to tell more of these stories with Kang. But let's talk about Kang for a minute and the future of the character in the MCU. So Jonathan Majors, who is the actor who played Kang, is going through a trial right now. Or it will be starting up soon. All of that stuff is ongoing. For sexual assault and a number of other things, I think. You can go look it up if for all the details. Disney's been sort of in a holding pattern because they've built their whole franchise on him, right? The, the current future of the MCU is dependent on Kang, on Kang, on Jonathan Majors, right? And I talked about it a little bit um not too long ago, but it was, but what options do they have, right? And they could recast Kang, which isn't that big a deal, really. Everyone's fretting, oh, what if Jonathan Majors goes to jail? Um, well, he goes to jail, and Disney could recast, and Kang moves on. It's the joy of having a multiverse of variety, right? In Loki season one, they showed all of the variants of Loki, or many of the variants of Loki, and some was... There was a, like a Hulk Loki, and there was a Gator Loki, and there was a Kid Loki, and there was all of these different things. And, you know, Sylvie is a Loki variant, right? She is that, her multiverse's version of Loki. She changed her name. So, that's not that big a deal. But they've just given themselves an off switch, which I think is kind of interesting. The, they could have, right? They could have had, all, here's Kang coming up, all of this, all of these threats to the, the multiverse. But now the TVA exists and its job is to stop this multiversal war driven by all of these infinite numbers of Kangs. Right, now, we saw the Council of Kangs at the end of Quantumania, so we know there's a bunch of them out there, theoretically. But you could, the TVA could step in and stop them. And so what you could do, storytelling-wise, is, yeah, Kangs exists, right? They keep showing up. They can be doing things. Or you could say, 
yeah, he tries to stir up trouble every once in a while, and the TVA has put him down. Every once in a while, the TVA steps in and stops it. And so basically what you have is a uh, way of aborting the the Kang storyline and continuing on with other things. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not going to say it's the right thing that they should do. They must kill off the Kang storyline now and go do other things. I'm not saying that. I'm also not saying that they should continue the Kang storyline. But because of Loki Season 2, Marvel now has a way of not worrying about the Kang storyline. Sure, they could have a variant of Kang show up in other storytelling, and she's like, oh yeah, he showed up, but the locals dealt with it, we didn't have to get involved. Okay, cool. On the other hand, they have a version of, hey, he showed up, the locals had some troubles with him, where there was nobody to stop him in that multiverse, and the TVA went and took care of it. Right, these are things that uh, you could tell those types of stories. So they really have given themselves a lot of freedom here to continue or abandon all Kang storytelling going forward. Right? And, you know, and if uh, Jonathan Majors is found not guilty, then great. They can drop him in and they continue. If he's guilty, again, they could recast and continue, or they could just say, hey, the TVA has stopped him and we are good to go. So, all right, they could do the TVA adventures right, as a Disney Plus series and follow Mobius and Sylvie and B-15 and all right, here's, here's the team stopping various Kangs as they show up and it never has to go into the movies and the rest of the MCU can go do their thing, right? And I think that's going to end up being the, the takeaway from Loki. Also, the fact that Loki, as we know him, this this variant that we've been following through this show, has become, okay, maybe the most powerful person in the uh, multiverse. But they've basically taken, taken him off the board for future storytelling, Right? He's still alive. I mean, they could bring him back. But this variant of Loki's story is over, I think. This is where he is. This is where he remains, if you want to uh, look at it from that perspective. So I don't know if there's season three announced. I think I, I remember reading one of the uh, writers or the director or somebody was talking about how they'd always planned Loki as a two-season show. So I have a feeling this is the period on the end of this story. This this story is done. Now, again, MCU, uh, Marvel can pull all of these characters or any of these characters into their storytelling as they choose. I would like to see Sylvie continue. Heck, I'd like to see Mobius continue, for that matter. Um, oh yeah, all of them. I mean, I like these characters. Um, 
they were they were fun most of them. Casey, you know, I didn't particularly care for either in his timid TVA persona or in his uh, Alcatraz escapee persona, right? Not, didn't really care for him in either way, right? But Obi was fun. Um, as I said B-15 is great sort of as almost the heart of the team. Sylvie is the is a fighter who doesn't want to fight anymore because she's been she she's been in those that situation where she's had to fight her entire life and she does she's tired of it she doesn't want to but she is willing to if the cause is right right she is willing to fight to preserve free will and for the entire multiverse so I could easily see um, if you want to continue Kang's storytelling in the MCU. All right, Kang has showed up. Whatever team is dealing with him is struggling and having issues, and Sylvie shows up. She is the troubleshooter, I guess, if you want to think of it maybe for the TVA. She is going to go out and... She'll be the the extra special muscle on those really weird cases where the locals can't deal with Kang. So you could take that approach and and it would work great and bring Sylvie into the MCU. Um, Or she could just work at McDonald's for the rest of her very long Asgardian life. You know, who knows, (laughs) right? So, you know, it's... That part of it is interesting, right? The implications of Loki season two are interesting. But the show itself is kind of sort of meh. It wasn't bad. Don't don't take me out of context. Don't get me don't start the hate. I enjoyed the show. But it there, so there were parts of it that were fun, and there was a lot of it that just kind of felt like they were spinning their wheels, and nothing was, there wasn't a lot of progress. And I don't mind a show that spends some time not necessarily progressing the plot, but progressing the characters, right? We saw that in WandaVision, which was, I think, is still my favorite MCU show, and it is one of my favorite bits of MCU content. And it definitely took some time where it's like, okay, this is, this is a character issue now, not a plot episode, right? And you also saw that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a couple of scenes or an episode or two that was like that, where, there was one episode, I don't remember if there was a whole lot going on, and it's been a while since I've seen um, seen that show, so forgive me if I get a few of the things confused here. But they've basically, it's the interlude. They've sort of stopped one threat, and they're sort of at the, okay, deep breath, we know we're going to have to go take the next step here. 
But for the moment, we're at peace. Sort of the eye of the storm, almost. And most of that episode was character building. And I think one of the best scenes in that, it may have been one of the best scenes for me, anyway, in the whole show, was when the two of them sit down, right, Sam and Bucky are, are talking about the shield. And they're basically taking turns throwing the, sh- the shield around. Not quite Frisbee-like, but they've got sort of a... I've said an obstacle course. They've got a, a... They're practicing bouncing the shield off of a padded tree so it comes back to them, right? Because Captain America, Steve Rogers did that all the time and they're doing that. I question how a shield that made of a material that absorbs all vibrations can bounce, but hey, that's just me. It's fun, and I don't have to care. But they have one of those really good conversations of Bucky dealing with grief and the trauma of his past. And that, it doesn't progress the plot, but it is one of the best character progressing moments of that show because it progresses Bucky in a really important way. Loki had some episodes where I just don't feel like the plot was really going anywhere and the characters weren't going anywhere. Now, that might have been sort of the I don't know, a feature, I suppose, if you want to call it that, of being a six-episode series rather than a two-hour movie. Um, you know, I really liked... I really liked some of these shows where it was... Where sometimes, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like a six-hour movie, but it never really felt like it stopped in any appreciable way, right? It, well, it's not a show that I enjoyed. It was I thought it was a good show. You had you had stuff throughout the the show where either the plot's moving or the characters are moving or both. And it worked out really well. I said in Loki season 2, I I felt to me like there were some times where it just kind of I said was spinning just like my own podcast right now. <laughs> so Yeah, so I'm curious to see what they do. So ultimately, I think the the most important thing here is they could point to the TVA. Marvel, Disney could point to the TVA and what came out of Loki Season 2 and say, the Kang storyline is done. We don't have to worry about it anymore because the TVA is handling the Kangs as they show up on the timeline. So, okay. We're, we're golden. We're done. We can go on and, and tell stories with Dr. Doom or Galactus or whoever else you want to go start pulling in. So, yeah. It's, it's there. So, again, back to my initial thoughts. I enjoyed the show. I mean, I I don't think that the time watching Loki is wasted, right? But it's 
like most of the MCU shows, I don't think it, it can either potentially have zero ramifications for the MCU or it could have all of the ramifications for the MCU. Now, there is a spoiler from the Marvels. I'm not going to tell you necessarily what the, the spoiler is, but the part part of the main plot, I guess, of the Marvels is multiversal incursions. It's somebody br- trying to break through from their universe into the Marvel universe, and it's up to the trio to stop that. Okay. And there is some linkage with other multiverses, okay? And some that we have seen before in movies. Well, since Loki isn't... He set up the TVA. They're not pruning timelines anymore. This potentially allows for, yeah, those sorts of linkages between universes. It also allows... If Marvel wanted to, it could set up the X-Men in their own universe, separate from the MCU as we know it now, and tell stories about mutants all day, and they could do a multiversal crossover. I think they will avoid that because those types of things tend to get really contrived. But they could, but and it also gives them a way of saying that, oh yeah, the Sony movies are canon out in universe 87,472, right? Whatever they want to do with it. But they don't have any impact on the MCU, so who cares, right? Oh, but we could do something like uh, some multiversal thing like what you see in the uh, the Miles Morales animated stuff, right? Into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse and those types of things, right? You could pull that sort of thing or you could do a Kang incursion or you could do Doctor Strange on a bender one day. Who knows, right? Any number of these things. You could, you could do and continue. So I'm curious to see where the MCU goes. Uh, I'm sorry, I... I think there are some interesting implications, but they could easily just say, yeah, we, they could completely ignore Loki at this point. They can continue with their Kang storytelling. And just in the background, we as an audience know that the reason we're not seeing a thousand Kangs show up is the TVA is catching them. And what's showing up the movies is just the leftovers. It's the stuff they, they didn't get to. They didn't see in time or was powerful enough that it stopped the TVA hunters and now it's up to the young Avengers or whatever to stop them, okay? That's cool. We can go with that route. So, you know, but I recommend watching Loki. It said it was a fun show. You know, it said I think ultimately it was kind of forgettable, but it was fun. And, that, and that's why I didn't do it show talked about Loki every week because most of the episodes I've just kind of, okay, this was good, but what? I, so anyway, let me know what you thought about Loki in the comments and I will 
see you next time. And until then, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.